The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Yes, the second half of the season started off with a thud, or a dud, whatever you want to call it, but there is light. There is light at the end of the tunnel, and we're going to check that light out here on show 255. On today's show, of course, we will have the post game for the Kansas City Queefs. Not much to say about this game. However, it does reflect the first half of the season in a most dysfunctional and hard-to-watch kind of way. We will hit that also. The pine must be fine for Jermarca ass. That's right. Jermark ass is going to be on the pine for some time. We're going to hit on that. Thank God it finally happened. And the Raiders to stay in the Bay. Unbelievable signing. I mean, this is a momentous signing for the Raider Nation here in the Bay Area and across the world, of course, because the Oakland Raiders belong in Oakland. That's right. And we'll hit the uh, Cincinnati Bungles. Not Bungles anymore. They're the Bengals, and they got the going on. And they're kicking some acelito. They beat the doggone Steelers. Ooh. Going to be a hell of a game for us, but we got a new attitude, a new team, and we'll see what we can do. We'll hit the bone line as well. So let's get on to the show without any further ado. All right, let's hit it. Before we get on to the postgame for the Kansas City Chiefs, Tom Cable will not be disciplined by the NFL. Kind of a surprise. I thought for sure he was going down like a clown, but evidently they decided not to touch this hot potato because the Raiders are enough trouble as it is. Maybe they're giving old Al a break. Don't want to have him the stroke or anything. So Cable is done with the controversy, at least for this week. Thank goodness we can go on and play some freaking football. Okay, the Kansas City Chiefs game. What a nightmare to watch. What a nightmare to be there. But the first five minutes... Weren't bad. The beast, Michael Bush, popped in a 60-yard run all the way to the three-yard line with Justin Fargus running in for the touchdown. I thought we had a game until Jabusto got his fingers on the ball. From then on, it was downhill. Kansas City Chiefs loaded the box, of course. Her run was actually depleted down to nothing after that, and the passes just kept falling off. Jamarcus completed three in a row. Yay! And that was about the extent of that. He went on a nine, nine three and out. Actually, eight in a row of three and outs. That was just so depressing. The Raider Nation was not surprised. We've seen it happen before. We're not going to see it again, but we've seen it happen before time and again. Every time Russell went out on the three and out, of course, the Boo Monsters came out as he deserved. Jamarcus and his dumb hat. That's right, Raider Mike. <laughs> Jamarcus and his dumb hat and his lack of fire and his lumbering is just too much to believe that a professional football team would leave this joker on the field. 
And of course, it didn't happen. Gradkowski came in and he played with fire and pizzazz. Now, here's a funny thing I want to I want to tell you guys. Every team that plays Oakland is ready for the lumbering lack of accuracy quarterback. That's what they talk about. That's what the defenders say. You can read it every Monday about how they prepared for Jadummy and his lack of experience. They load the box. They keep us from running the football because they know we can't pass. Surprise! In the 16-10 to 10 loss uh, on the Chiefs, we had opportunities to move the football, yet it didn't happen. I will tell you right now, the biggest Achilles heels witnessed by the entire Raider Nation that was there at the game. Of course, it wasn't televised because, well, they said there were 40,000 there. Yeah. I don't think so. There's probably more like 25,000 there. But the Raider Nation comes strong. We brought it. We did exactly what we had to do, and we did our job, but the team just didn't do their job. Darius Hayward Bay and Jamarcus Russell, the worst combination since... I don't know, anchovies and and peanut butter and jelly. That sounds like about the best thing I can think of. <laughs> Darius Hayward Bay, the hands of stone, just kills us. He is one of the worst receivers I have ever seen still playing in the NFL, still keeping the first spot away from, well, Chaz Shillings, of course, who has to rotate in with Lewis Murphy. Well, don't get me started on that action. I'm going to talk about that when I go to the next story. But please, it is a travesty that we continue to throw to this joker. I don't care how much heart he has. He has hands of stone. The guy can't catch a ball to save his life. And he's just like that proverbial player that once in a blue moon has a great play and then falls away, never to be seen again the rest of the game, which is the case with Darius Hayward Bay. Had a great great catch on the way to a possible win against the Chiefs, but alas, had the ball hit him in the chest. What a surprise that is. He is the biggest chest-catching receiver I've ever seen. The ball continually hits him in the chest because he has hands of stone. That's correct. The guy can't catch a ball with his hands. He continually catches it with his chest. I say slap a can of stick him on that chest of his, and we'll get some receptions. That's what's going to take. I know I've heard this. You can't teach speed, but you can't teach stupid either. And this guy is so stupid when it comes to catching balls. Can I get his hands around him? And it's just not worth it. But <laughs> what can I say? It ain't, I ain't running the team. You know that. In a gallant effort to turn this thing around, Coach Cable pulled Jamark Ass Russell off of the team, off of the first team, and put in Gradkowski, which was a certainly a breath of fresh air and witnessed by the Raider Nation with cheers and great fanfare when Jamarcus Russell went to the bench as a pouty little biatch that he was, putting on, yes, his dumb hat. <laughs> yes, his beanie. Uh, his beanie makes him look like a weenie. I don't know why he wears that stupid thing, but whatever. That's what he has to wear. I guess it's the NFL code, but it makes him look more stupid. But it hides that mohawk of his, and I'm going to call that mohawk exactly what it is. It's a no-hawk. It's a no-hawk because there's nothing behind it but hair. That's right. <laughs> anyway, the Raiders made a gallant attempt to make the game right. 
Gradkowski did throw two interceptions, uh, but I think they were tip balls. I know one of them was for surely Darius Hayward Bay's fault, and uh, he looked like a better quarterback. He looked like it was a much better game. I don't care what his stats were. He was moving the ball, and he had the confidence of the team. Here's something I will tell you. When he went into the game, the team picked it up a couple notches, and that's for sure. That goes to the defense as well. The team's not stupid, folks. They know where the rubber meets the road, and it ain't on your mark ass. That's correct. We lost this game. It was a heartbreaker to the very end, and uh, the interception was just classic cherry on top for the season. This looked like a typical Raider game throughout the first half of the season, and the crowd was, well, it was just like it was. We left in silence and, and frustration. That's what happened. So that was it for the game. I can't say very much more other than Bush, Fargus, and McFadden all played. They couldn't do much other than that first run by Bush. Kind of took them back on their heels. Then they loaded the box, and that was the end of the run. What a surprise. They had no confidence in our quarterback, just like we don't. So that is all I have to say about that. The Chiefs now are ahead of us in the standings. We are now in the basement of the AFC West. Did you think that was going to happen this season? No, neither did I. And that is that. If you couldn't hear the cheers and, and screams from the Raider Nation across the world on this next story, well, then you're deaf, partner, because they just benched Jamark ass for the rest of the season. That's what Cable says in the pine is fine for Jamark Ass. Starting quarterback is Bruce Gradkowski. What went into that decision? Um, just felt like he would give us the best chance to win, and we need to you know, get to playing better offensively uh, and win football games. So plan for this to be a long-term thing or one week, week to week? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to be like that. I want to. This is where we're headed and what we're going to do, and uh, he'll take this team and, and go with it. How did Russell handle the news? Was he okay with it? I mean, obviously well, he's not okay with it, but I mean. Yeah. Disappointed, as you would expect him to be, uh, but explained to him why and the reasons behind it. And, uh, you know, just said it's the decision's final, and, and this is where we're going to go. And uh, he came out today and worked hard and did what he needed to do. What does Bruce bring to the table that you like about him? Well, I, I just think his leadership, his management, um, understanding what we're trying to do, um, you know, accuracy, um, just a lot of the intangible type things and, you know, give him a chance to get all the reps and go out and build some chemistry with the receivers. Do you change the offense at all to tailor to his strength? No, I don't think so. I think we stay the course, but, uh, you know, look for, you know, getting more completions, those kinds of things. Does a change, can it give a spark, just, just the idea of a change, can that give a spark to an offense? Well, certainly. You know, certainly I think everyone right now wants to, uh, you know, have something to hold on to and believe in. And I think that this is a, a step in that direction. We have to catch a ball. We can't have eight drops, you know, uh, between them and the running backs. Uh, we have to catch it. Uh, and I think we will. And, and, you know, we can't emphasize catching the ball more than we do, really. We do it before practice, after practice, during practice. Uh, so it's just a matter of believing you're going to do it and getting it done. Yes, right. After Sunday's game against the Kansas City Queefs, Jamarcus was benched, of course, in the last quarter. And, um, well, actually, less than that. They gave him an entire game to, to show that he can't do jack shit still again. 
And here we go. Uh, Monday was kind of an iffy. I'm not sure who's going to start, just like it has been in the past. We were all expecting Jamarcus to come out again as the loser quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. But it was kind of an eerie, kind of a I'm not sure-ish kind of a statement by Tom Cable. For a second there, you were thinking, well, maybe there is going to be a change. And lo and behold, Coach Cable comes out on his Tuesday news conference with a we have changed quarterbacks, and Bruce Gradkowski will be our first-string quarterback for the remainder of the season. We had a good, productive practice. Uh, Bruce was very good this week in terms of going out and managing and throwing completions. I think got everybody in rhythm and timing. This is going to be my fourth year in the NFL. Um, I went to University of Toledo in Ohio. Um, but I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so I'm an East Coast guy out here in the West Coast now. But, you know, I'm loving it. 60 degrees, it feels like 80 to me. So uh, I'm loving it out here. Um, I have a big family back home. Uh, my mom, dad, I have uh, two sisters and a brother. I'm the oldest. And uh, my brother, he's a big offensive lineman, so he's like 6'3", 300. And uh, so I told him I got the athleticism of the family. <laughs> coach Hackett's a great coach. Um, He's the first quarterback coach I had out of college. He, you know, he'll explain things, he'll calm you down, and um, so he, he's a great coach, very detailed, and you know, I think this is, is, is a great ad for this program. I think my comfort zone is, you know, being in the shotgun. Um, you know, maybe end of the end of the game. You know, you have to put a good drive together. End of the second quarter. Um, you know, when you're in a two-minute situation, those are the kind of situations I love, and just being back there slinging the football. You hear it? You hear the cheers? <laughs> you heard it from me because I am jazzed. Jermark Ass has not made any improvement at all. Three years as a starter, and he is worth the worst stats of any quarterback in Raider history. No improvement in sight. No improvement to be seen. The lumbering, fumbling quarterback is finally off the field. Thank God that the universe still makes sense in some cases anyways. Gradkowski was named first-string quarterback, and to the amazement and the cheers of the Raider Nation, a great sigh fell across the bay. Thank goodness that they got rid of this big, fat ass off the field. I'll tell you this. Other teams licking their chops because they know Jamark ass is a worthless piece of shit, and he can't throw a football to save his life. Doesn't have to worry about saving his checkbook, though. $32 million in the bank. The guy's eating, eating donuts all the way to the bank and hostess Twinkies and all that other stuff, man. <laughs> Whatever he's getting into, he's eating too much. He's big as a house, and he better learn, and he's learning, losing his job, and it's a great wake-up call, perhaps, in some minute part of the universe, in his mind, perhaps, there is a chance that he could turn it around. I personally don't think so. I don't think he could ever read the defense. I don't think he could ever get the playbook. The guy just does not have enough intelligence to play this game. He's got all the physical attributes, but he is stupid. Let's just put it down to that. He's just plain stupid. We can't have a stupid quarterback in Oakland. We just can't. Gradkowski gives us a much better chance to win for several reasons. One, he's mobile. He can move fast in the pocket. Two, he gets back faster. He throws the ball quicker, which allows it doesn't allow the defense to come up and load up on you. Three, D 
Defenses are going to have to plan for the run and watch for the pass, something they haven't had to do all season with the Oakland Raiders, now with Gradkowski in the seat. They're going to have to definitely take a look. The one Achilles heel I see to this poor guy is Darius Hayward Bust. The guy is a terrible receiver. The fact that Lewis Murphy isn't put in his place is a shame. It's a sham, and it's an Al Davis move, I am sure. Now, the one thing about this move with, with from Jamarcus Russell to Gradkowski, the only way Cable's going to keep his job is if Gradkowski starts to win some football games. I can always already hear the press conference right now that Al wasn't happy with, <laughs> with Cable benching Russell. Can you hear it? I can hear it. I can hear the word cause echoing down the hallway as well. Nonetheless, as a Raider fan, I'm glad this move was made. It's about goddamn time. I don't know how many blogs and I don't know how many times I've written to the Oakland Raiders telling them this guy's a loser. Get him off the field. It's a shame to watch. It's a ripoff for the fans who pay for tickets. It is a joke. Finally, it has occurred. Jamark Ass is going to be collecting splinters on the pine, and I feel bad for the bench because it's going to take a lot of big-ass Big ass ass weight uh, from that fat ass. Anyway, you know, I'm not holding it back. You know I'm not holding it back because Jamarcus got to lose about 35 pounds. He's got to step it up about 25 notches if he wants to be a quarterback in the NFL. I don't see the effort. I don't see it happening. Good thing. That's great. Now we'll see Jamark ass and his stupid beanie on the bench the rest of the game. Thank goodness. Gradkowski's the man. He gives us the best opportunity to win. And it's too bad that the hands of stone are going to be out there. But we got Chaz Schillens out there. He's going to give an opportunity. Also, Miller. There'll be swing outs from the wide receivers. There'll be swing outs from the, uh, from the backs, running backs. There'll be a whole different kind of energy on the team. It already shows. We're going to see some good football on Sunday. That is you can take to the bank. We're going to have an actual competition on Sunday that you can tank in the bank. And the defense is not going to load the box. That too, you can take to the bank. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, well. It looks like the Oakland Raiders will be the Oakland Raiders and not the L.A. Raiders this time. The Raiders agree to stay in the Bay till at least 2013. That gives us three, well, four seasons to watch this team hopefully come out of the gutter, where it is right now, the last in the AFC West. They signed a contract with the Coliseum, and the Oakland Raiders and the city of Oakland seem to have a better relationship than thought. Nothing has been said in the press or the news, but the city council made a rowing support of the Oakland Raiders, saying they have a great relationship. Nothing negative is put out there. Thank goodness. I'm glad it was signed. I'm glad it's done. It's just going to kill me now. i got to work a bunch of overtime to pay for these tickets. It is killing me already. <laughs> Trust me. It takes a lot out of my bank account, partner. I'm going to tell you that right now. So Raider Nation. Raider Nation, got to tell you right now, it's good to see that the Oakland Raiders are staying in Oakland. They got it on paper. It sounds good. It's too good to be true, really. I'm glad they're going to be here because, uh, honestly, 
it'd be tough to have to drive to LA all the times I'd have to get down there to see these games. It would cost me more money than my tickets, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm just sick. I can't keep away from it. My wife tells me the same thing. But anyways, the Raiders are staying in the Bay. So Niners, yeah, the Raiders are going to be here a lot longer. I don't know where you're going to end up. The Niners are still looking for a home. And the uh, possibility that the Raiders and the Niners could share a, call- a stadium is still not impossible. I think it's the smartest thing that could happen. The best thing that could happen in the Bay is for both these multi-billion dollar companies to get together, build a stadium, and just change the colors from Sunday to Sunday, and that would be a great thing to do. I think it's a great idea. A state-of-the-art stadium for both fan bases would be appreciated, even though I do like the penitentiary that they call the Coliseum. I love it. There ain't nothing like it, man. I love it. Oh, man, if they do move or go to a new stadium, it'll be hard to hard to change. But, oh, well, change is what happens in this life. You know it. I know it. We got to believe it. And let's just hope that happens uh, so we get a new stadium here in Oakland. And you know Al's going to want that stadium to be built in Oakland. So that means the Niner fans will have to come over. They come over anyway. They come over to party because – There ain't no party there at their stadium, the Flying Saucer. We know how to rock and roll in Oakland, and anybody who's been here knows that it's true. (laughs) It ain't true. It is true for show. It is a party palace. I love the Raider Nation, and there ain't no, no other fan base like them, and that's a fact. And that is that. Before I get into the Cincinnati pregame, I have to fucking rant. And excuse my language, but the fact that Darius Hayward Bay is starting is a fucking sham. Lewis Murphy has been a much better receiver, a much better route runner, and has been open five times more than Darius Hayward bust. And the fact that he and Chaz Schillens are switching roles on one side is a disgrace. The fact that that's still happening is so Al Davis, it makes me sick to my stomach. Yes, we made a good move with Jamarcus Russell, but it's just like a carrot at the end of the stick. It's something to keep the Raider Nation coming to the Coliseum, however. Of course, we'll have another uh, game that's blacked out because nobody's buying this crap either. The fact that Murphy is not taking Darius Hayward bust place is a scam. What a lack of foresight and a, a lack of a, <laughs> the ability to win a football game. We're not given the best chance if we don't have the best players on the field. The entire Raider Nation knows it, and it's fucking bullshit. And here's another thing that's bullshit, is that they're not having Cable uh, give the play calling to somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Cable is not a play caller. He is a line coach. He needs to stay as a line coach or a head coach and depend on someone to help him with these plays. It's not working. It's not happening. And it's painfully evident through each game that some of the plays that are called are just pathetic. Chances to win are whisked away by bad play calls 
and drop balls by the hands of Stone, Darius Hayward bust. Just the fact that we haven't made those changes pisses me off, and I'm just not going to buy into this whole new team thing, even though we have a much better chance with Gradkowski. If they're going to make changes, they should make significant changes, change the players, and give us the actual best possibility to win a game. That's something I can't believe. That's something I can't believe has happened up to this point. And Raider Nation, don't get sucked into this Jamarcus is done and everything's going to be roses. Uh, you know, you can plant some roses in my ass for that matter because it's not going to change a whole lot. We do have a better chance to win, but not with Darius Hayward, hands of stone. Screw that guy. He should be on the bench right next to Jamarcus and they could put beanies on together. That's what I think. That's the fact, Jack. And everybody else in the nation freaking knows it. And that is that on this blowout that I just have to have. All right, the pregame for the Cincinnati Bungles game. All I got to do is throw out some names. Chris Henry, Chad Johnson, Carson Palmer. Uh, the list goes on. They just picked up Larry Johnson from the Kansas City Chiefs who just blew us away in the running game from the worst team, actually the second worst team, in the AFC West. Now, their number one running back, Cedric Benson, has been banged up, but that doesn't mean he's not going to play. And with Larry Johnson, they don't have to play him very much. Look, the Bengals are 7-2 and two at top of the East in the AFC. Uh, they beat the Steelers twice this year, and it's not looking like they're going to slow down anytime soon. Chad Ochocinkle had plenty to say about the Oakland Raiders, loving Jamarcus Russell, and he's a great quarterback, and saying that if he had a better supporting cast around him, he would play much better football. Obviously, Chad, you don't know jack shit because you haven't watched this guy play enough to have an opinion. He sucks. We all know he sucks and has nothing to do with a supporting cast, period. However, he likes to buff up the team. He usually sends some kind of care package, some kind of clownery or buffoonery comes from Chad Ochocinco, and it's not changing against the Oakland Raiders. He also says he's looking forward to playing a Samoa, as he says, in quotes, it'll be fun. He said it several times in his interview in the game that's coming up this Sunday. Listen, we have a handful with the Cincinnati Bengals. They're coming to our house. They're on a high. They need to win games to get into the playoffs, and they're not messing around. They're not going to take us for granted, and they're not going to just walk in here and expect to win. They're going to come in here and play like the winners that they are. Now, for us to win this game, we have to play the best defense we've played in some games. We do have a very good defense. We have a great defense if Huff Daddy can stay on his game and keep his hands all over Chaz when he busts to the center and he gets away from a Samoa. Not that he's going to do it very often, but you know they're going to line him up all over the field. And Chris Henry is no joke. 
So we have a lot of, uh, on our plate as far as the defense goes, and Carson Palmer is on fire. We have our hands full with this team. Expecting a win would be, well, it'd be like expecting to win against the Eagles. Nobody expected a win there either, but it happened, and in the NFL, you know, anything is possible. We have a new quarterback. They're going to have to try to scheme for him, although they haven't seen him play very much. That's to our advantage. The other thing that's to our advantage is that Gradkowski hasn't had a chance to work with the first team for the entire week before this game. Hopefully, he'll get some timing down with Chaz, and maybe the hands of stone can chisel those stones into actual hands and catch a pass for a change. If we have some kind of threat, at least that we can get downfield, not real downfield like Russell likes to throw the 35-yard, 40-yard balls. If we can chip and dip and dunk the ball down the field, allow our running backs to run and bust some holes open, it'll be a good game. They did beat the Steelers, but the Steelers don't have the running game that the Raiders do. The Steelers don't have the running back talent that the Raiders do. They do have a very good offensive line, however. I just think the battle here is going to be in the trenches, and if our O-line can keep some punch and work the Bengals and we can run the ball and pass a short pass, we have a chance. We have a chance to win the game. As silly as it sounds, we do have a chance. But like everything else, the universe must be perfect. The stars, the moon, and the sun must make perfect alignment for us to win this game. The coaching goes without saying. The play calling goes without saying. If we're not prepared for this game, we will lose it. Look, we had two weeks to prepare for the Chiefs, and that was a colossal flop. Other than the one drive of 70 yards, we did nothing. And I'd like to put it all on Jamark ass, which it was a lot of his fault. He is the slowest quarterback in the world, and they planned for him, obviously, because they shut him down. The only thing that's going to keep us in this game is Gradkowski and his ability to run because the Bengals' defense is nasty. They sacked Roethlisberger four times. Roethlisberger on the Steelers. With the Steelers' front line in the offense, they are one of the best in the league, one of the most aggressive in the league. We're going to have our hands full, people. That's all I got to say. Let's just hope that we make some progress. Let's hope that we put it to them. Let's hope that we give them a fight. Let's hope that the Raiders come and don't just give the game to the Bengals. Let's put some bruises on them. Let's put some of those guys out of the game. Let's hurt this team. Let's make them know what they came to Oakland for the walkthrough and just to walk out of here with a victory that ain't going to happen. I just hope our front four on defense pummels people takes people down, and I look for a pick six out of Samoa. I'd love to see him take the ball out of Ocho Cinco's mouth and run it back for a touchdown. Wouldn't be a, couldn't be a better moment in Raider history as far as I'm concerned. I'd love to shut that big mouth up, especially here in Oakland. Shut him down for no gains, no passes, no nothing. Chad, go home, little boy. Yeah, that's right. Go home. And, by the way... I do think we can win this game. I'm not kidding. I do think we can. It's just a matter of playing the game. We have to play it in the trenches and make it happen in the trenches. And our offensive line, they're going to have their hands full because 
Let me tell you, the Bengals are the real deal, and they need every game to make it to the playoffs, and they ain't jacking around right now. They're starting to hit their stride, and they're coming to Oakland to win. And if Oakland ain't ready, they're going to walk all over us, and it'll be an ugly day at the Coliseum. And I don't want that to happen. I just want some competition, just like the rest of the Raider Nation. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, here's another tangent, and I'm going off. Where's Garcia? Why hasn't he come back to Oakland? Why isn't he the starter for this game against the Bengals? Why isn't he practicing with the first team? Why isn't he the guy that gives us the best chance of winning a football game? I don't know what happened in Oakland. I don't know why he's not here anymore, but I do know this. The Raider Nation was shammed. Uh, People buying season tickets were shammed into thinking that he would be the savior if Jamarcus Russell failed us again. And here we are, all the people who bought tickets thinking, well, at least we have a quarterback to back up Jabusto. We're all sitting here holding our tickets going, what the? Well, you know what I mean. And that's, that's a glaring thing. I don't think it should go away. I think the Raider Nation needs to remember that we had a starting quarterback, a Pro Bowl quarterback that could have taken this team and done something with it that left for some unknown reason, and now we're starting Fry or Gradkowski. And that's some bullshit. I don't know who's responsible, but they should have their heads rolling down the road in my book. And that's it on that subject because it pisses me off. All right, Raider Nation, time for the bone line. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw your bones here at the Raider Nation. We need to know what the Raider Nation's thinking because, you know, it's funny. We all have an opinion, and it seems to be very like-minded. Funny how that is. Throw your bones out here on the bone line so the Raider Nation can hear you. Get your frustrations out. Tell us what you got to say. Enlighten us with your wisdom, Raider Nation. Let's get to our first caller of the day. We have Raider Enzo, an old guy like me, on the line. Well, my brother, lay it down for us. Raider Greg, this is Raider Enzo up in Seattle. I was listening to your Al Davis tribute, and I'm an old dude, and I think a lot of the younger guys don't understand uh, what the American League did back in the day with Al Davis and stuff. I remember when I was a kid, <clears throat> I grew up in the Cleveland area, and I was watching the Browns, Jim Brown, Leroy Kelly. That's how old I am. But that was good football. But that was the NFL, and it was, it was kind of boring except for those kind of guys. But um, Al Davis and those dudes – They set up this real exciting league, crazy colors, wild passing game. It was very exciting. The Raiders were part of that. The Raiders were a centerpiece of this new type of football. And I'm old enough to, like, see that perspective, and I remember how exciting it was when I was a kid. And then uh, I can't believe what has become of the Raiders, you know, how it's become the laughingstock in this boring team with crazy management and this terrible quarterback. It's so ironic when when you've seen the history. But I think here's the thing with the Raiders. What they need to do 
I think, is get back to their roots of uh, this crazy originality. And today you see it like in the Miami Dolphins with their wildcat offense. It's fantastic. And uh, it's energizing their whole fan base. you got stars coming out, old players, Mercury Morris, and uh, uh, all these guys from the past are liking it. And it's an interesting team. Even though they've lost a few games, they almost beat the Colts. They almost beat the Saints. It's a, it's a great offense. People can't quite figure it out. And that's a sort of attack and originality that used to be associated with the Raiders. So I think what they're going to have to do, if they were smart, is bring in some young dude who's uh, some kind of genius, crazy person who's got completely original ideas about a crazy offense like this Wildcat or something, something exciting, something new and fresh. But Davis is going to have to step aside and let this guy do it. Maybe he'll be humbled because of all these failures. I think in this next game with the you know Chiefs, hate to say it, but I think the Raiders should go down, bring on more pressure on this coach to get rid of him. He's got to go. He's got to, we've got to just get rid of him and bring in this new coaching situation. And then maybe if Davis is humiliated enough, he'll allow somebody to take control of this new team, take it down to L.A. or whatever they're going to do next year. But I think something's going to happen there. Anyway, I've bullshitted enough. I'm high on Budweiser. And I just wanted to say, Greg, you have a fantastic podcast. I'm glad you're back and uh, healthy again. God bless you. Go Raiders. Well, first of all, yes, Davis was a genius. Um, I think there is some things lost on youth as far as the Raiders go. Uh, But, you know, a lot of Raider fans are pretty smart. Even the younger Raider fans look back in the archives and see what the Raiders have done. And maybe not all of them understand the concept, but we were great. And it was because of uh, Al Davis. But uh, I don't think we can shame Al Davis into anything. The man's been around too long to be shamed into anything. I think he's very calculating. Not that his calculations are very good these days, but we'll see. Uh, Cable's... Cable's life is short here in Oakland. If he doesn't get some wins, um, this is before he made the, the switch to Dradkowski and, of course, the loss to the Kansas City Queefs, the worst team in the league besides us. So things are changing, and we just hope that they change for the best. We need an offensive coordinator. We actually need a general manager, but that's another dead horse that has been beat to dust. Thanks for the call, brother. We have... A long-time listener, and I haven't heard from him in a long time. This is Raider Dan laying it down for the Raider Nation. What you got to say, my brother? Raider Greg, this is Raider Dan. I talked to you the last time we played the Jets, and we actually won that game. And I actually called in to tell you how happy I was, but how I warned you that probably wouldn't see very many more of those and here we are a year later and something weird happened to my iphone your podcast stopped after last year and i seriously thought that you'd quit doing your podcast one day 1028 i get your podcast and about 20 others just like it well i was really glad and it's a testament to your show that i actually am listening to each and every one of those it's tragic 
in a way, to listen to how positive you were and how enthusiastic you were at the beginning of the season. I'm up to the point where I'm listening to some of the Raider fans talking about how this young punk is taking over the Broncos and he's changing things and they're talking about how he's ruining the Broncos. Well, Broncos have won like six games and we've won two. Which kind of leads me to your latest podcast, because I jumped ahead because I wanted to hear that, and I'm trying to keep this to two minutes, but I want you to know that I love your show, and anybody that says that you're not a Raider fan because you're critical of this team is just as fucking stupid as the people in the front office like Herrera and dumbass Taylor talking about how they can't deal with the criticism from Rich Cannon. Now, I, Rich Cannon... When he first came to the Raiders, I was not a fan. But I'll tell you this, he earned my respect. And I don't think Jamarcus Russell has earned respect of anybody. You pay that man that kind of money, he should be the first man in and the last man out on practice. And he ain't that. And Hayward Bay, same shit. We still, the first thing that you ever said that made me a believer, Raider Greg, was that we needed a general manager. And we still, a year later, don't have a general manager. And that's what we need. We're trying to play 70s ball in 2009, and it ain't working. The long ball isn't working. Listening to you optimistically talking about how we got Garcia, you're right. We had a number two, somebody that could step in and take over if Jamarcus Russell stumbled, but they took him away, and they took him away because they wanted to show their faith in Jamarcus which left us with no options, which boils down to the bottom line because that young coach that reminds me so much of Kiffin that took over on the Broncos and the guy kept playing his press over and over and over again talking about who his quarterback was, well, he made one statement. He said, whoever gives us the best option to win, that's who plays. And we haven't been that on the Raiders for a very long time. takes me back to uh, – Hmm, Marcus Allen days? Somebody's ego getting in the way? Hmm. And here's what I got to say about Cable. What else you got left? Nobody wants to come work for Al Davis. You're not going to get talent. Nobody wants his metal and fingers in telling you how to play 70s ball. That ain't going to happen. He's stuck with Cable. Every time we have a head coach opening, who comes? A bunch of retreads, leftovers, and losers. And that's all we're ever going to get until Al Davis quits meddling and trying to tell people how to play the damn game. I was a 30-year fan. I have been a club seat season ticket holder for a long time. And I'll tell you what, when he fired Kiffin, I canceled my subscription because Kiffin was trying to make a change. Well, the definition of insanity is doing things the same way over and over and over again and expecting a different result, and it's going to stay that way until Al Davis lets go. Bring in a general manager worth a shit and get a decent damn head coach and let him do his job. Anyway, don't let any punk tell you you're not the best damn Raider fan out there, Raider Greg, and I am out. Whoa, Raider Dan comes in strong with a lot of quality information 
first off, let me just say thank you for the kudos, man. Randy, who is the brains and the brawn behind this whole program, appreciates it just like me, the talking head. Uh, we do appreciate all the, the props because uh, we just do, man. We love the Raider Nation. We love you guys. And we try to just tell it like we see it. It's important to be real here, especially during these times. I've been squawking about a GM for a long time, as you know. It's interesting how your 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 look at our show and the changing of of the perspective and how it kind of brought up to this show right here. It's it's neat to hear because because um, we I need to hear it. I need to hear if I'm saying the right stuff and doing the right thing. And and I love to hear it from from you guys and Al Davis and Cable and the Kiffin situation. You know. Kiffin's not doing bad in Tennessee. He's actually done a great job there in that program. And McDaniels, of all the things I thought was definitely a guarantee that the Broncos were going to go down, well, guess what? That's right. They did win six. Now, they might not make it to the playoffs, but they have a contending team with a general manager who is on track, and you better bet next year's draft's going to be pretty good, and they're not going to slow down or go backwards. Yes, Cable is lost. He has no direction. He has no help. It's just Al trying to make things happen with him. It's hard, man. It's hard. But you know what? We are Raider Nation. We have to stand behind our team regardless. Uh, but we can sure bitch about the realities that should be changed. And Al needs to step down, step away, step out, go where he has to go, whatever, uh, before this team's going to change. He promised us a GM, and yet his promises are hollow. And that's all I have to say about that. Great call, brother. Thank you very much. All right. Who's the next caller? We have Raider Walt from the Coachella Valley, bringing it down the old style way like we can. What you got to say, Raider Walt? Hello, my name is Walt. I'm calling from Coachella Valley. I am 85 years old. I've been a Raiders fan as long as you guys were in diapers. Listen to me. Let's sign Vic. Get Vic in here. Run the quarterback. Run the ball. Throw the ball. Get your Marquez out of here. He's horrible. He sucks. Guys, love your show. Keep it up. Hopefully I can be around when the Raiders decide to win a playoff game. Anyway, peace out. I love the Jamark ass comment. That's beautiful. <laughs> and man, I'm sorry to tell you, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't put too much water in the bucket of you seeing a playoffs game anytime soon unless some dramatic change happens in Alameda. But I hope it happens for you, brother. I hope it happens. All righty. What's going on next? Who's who's up? We have the Pennsylvania Raider. Man, lay it down. I know you're sounding kind of bum, but hey, you know what? It is Raider Nation. Raider Nation, what up? This is Pennsylvania Raider. I uh, just got done watching uh, the game. So close, yet so far away. Another testament of the fact why basic cable has to go and why uh, double cheeseburger with fries has to go. Kukowski, he played well. Hayward Bay makes a great catch. Kind of got a fucking gift on that one, on the fucking call, on the 
review, and then he uh, gets hit right in the numbers, and he can't catch a fucking ball, gets intercepted. You know, my fucking uh, five-year-old cousin could have made that fucking catch, but you know what? It's a good thing that we got him with the seventh-round pick, or I'm sorry, with the seventh pick overall in the first draft. Thank God we drafted fucking Bay. Hope we, I hope we use this next draft pick uh, really good in 2010 because it's going to be the last one we get uh, until 2012. So, well, what else is new? Go Raiders, I guess. Pennsylvania Raider, out. That's right. Darius Hayward bust. There you go. The, the refs even gave us a call. I think they're even starting to feel sorry for us. <laughs> that is the truth, man. I think the Raiders are, are even the pitiful in the pity of the of the refs, which is a new all-time low. <laughs> yes, the hands of stone. What can I say, brother? Thanks for the call. Don't be too discouraged, man. At this point in the year, what can you do? Just watch the games and look for a touchdown if we can make one. Thanks for the call, brother. We have Obi-Wan Hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? Uh, been a couple of weeks since I've called in. This is uh, Obi-Wan Raider calling from Houston. Just got through watching the game. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, I don't want to pack it in, but the season's already in the fucking tank. Uh, it's good to see Bush break the century mark rushing. 67 fucking yards again from Russell. I mean, it's just it's beyond pathetic now. I mean, I don't think we can we could beat my son's eighth grade fucking team out here in Texas. I don't know. Hopefully, they'll get uh, maybe Tim Tebow and Al Davis will just say screw the money like he did with uh, D'Angelo Hall. We need a new quarterback. We need to just blow the damn team up, except for a couple key players, man. That's all I got to say, man. Obi Wan Raider out. Obi Wan sounded kind of bummed. Well, you know what, Tim Tebow, Tim Hebo, I don't care who you get as a player in this team. It's not what's wrong with his team. What's wrong with his team is the management. What's wrong with his team is the inability to get good free agents to get here at a decent price, uh, manage the cap, all the things that a GM will do and be able to bring in a decent coach and a coaching staff that can organize this team of young talent into a winning organization. That is what we need, my friend. Players don't make it. We've gone through this for six seasons, had great players that have gone elsewhere and done well. It's the management of this team that is woefully weak, and that's the problem. Thanks for the call. Don't be bummed, man. I know you can be bummed. I can be bummed. You've heard me before. We have to hold each other up in these times, man. That's the way it is. That's how we roll as a Raider Nation. Don't forget to call back again. I know you will, brother. We have J-Dog from Florida. Now, anybody putting a flush of a toilet in their boat line is an automatic. They got to be in. Let's hear it, brother. Let it out. Raider Greg, J-Dog from Florida. Well, here we go. There goes Hayward Danes, Marcus Russell. <laughs> Another fucking loss. Ten penalties or 88 fucking yards. Jamarcus Russell, this guy threw a beautiful pass to Hayward Bay. 
which should have been caught, and he fucking drops it, man. It should have been caught for a touchdown, and he drops the ball. Hayward Bay is another bust to go along with Russell. Uh, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. He had one catch for 22 yards, Hayward Bay. Uh, Michael Bush, he had a good game. But, you know, it, it's it's the same old story, week in, week out. And uh, we finally sat Russell again, put Gradkowski in. But the sad thing about that is, is he goes 5 for 9, 49 yards, throws two picks. So you know who's going to start against the Bengals is uh, Jabusto Russell, you know, which is going to be another fucking loss. And then we play the Cowboys, and that's another fucking loss. So we're probably looking at a 4-12 and season, which uh, sucks. <laughs> you know what we all need to do? We all need to dress up as fucking turds. Get a turd costume. Wear a Hayward Bay jersey and a Jamarcus Russell jersey and go into the Oakland Coliseum and sit there and watch a game. And we can show them what we think of these two pieces of fucking shit. That's all I had to say. Have a great day, Ready, Greg. Bye. All right, now I'm looking for turd costumes, man. They're hard to come by. I don't think you can find a turd costume. You're going to have to make up your own. I think the next best thing is a paper bag, which, uh, you know, which works just as well. But, uh, no, Jamarcus is on the bench or flushed, whatever you want to call it. Thank goodness. But you know this team needs more help than that, and Hands of Stone will definitely be on the field. Yeah, that guy is a complete bust. Complete bust this year. Uh, they got to let him sit on the pine, too. But, well, it's the owner of the team, folks. That's where it starts, and that's where it's going to finish. And four? You think we're going to win four games? Man, you're giving us a lot of chances. I think the Browns are going to kick our ass. Honestly. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for the call, brother. Keep up the Raiders spirit, because that's all we got, brother. We have your good friend. And mine, of course, the Raider Maniac. Hey, Raider Greg, this is Raider Maniac calling from central Illinois after another disappointing loss. Man, the thing I have to talk about here is uh, the personnel decisions that are being made on the field and the play calling. Now, we started off running the ball right down their throat and then get away from it and let Russell take control. And he, we all know he can't do it. I mean, it's obvious. He just he just ain't got what it takes to get the job done. Cable, he'll be gone after the year. We all know that, too, because not because he's off-the-field bullshit, but because of his personnel and play callings. You know, you got two very reliable receivers and Zach Miller and Chaz Schillens coming back now. I like Chaz, you know, I love him. Both those guys can catch a goddamn ball, but yet you keep throwing to the fucking rookies every time. And Johnny Lee Higgins. Johnny Lee Higgins is scared to catch the ball because he can't, he don't want to take a hit like he did before. Oh my God. But, uh, you know, Cable, he'll be gone. He, he's done. And then we'll be back to square one again because we'll have to start over with a no, whole new coaching staff, a whole new system, a whole new bunch of bullshit. 
Al Davis ain't never going to get the right coaching in there because he ain't going to pay him. We all know that, too. Man, this is just a bunch of shit. (laughs) I'm getting fucking sick of it. We're supposed to beat Kansas City. No less at home, Jesus Christ. I did watch that piece on Al Davis. You know, yeah, he was a genius, but he's lost his touch. He's lost it completely. His drafting shows that. He can find a great pick from the fourth round down, but with his first round picks, they're all bust. Every fucking one of them, except for Namdi Asamoah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit bitching and just live with it and wait till next year. I still feel we're gonna beat Dallas. The reason I feel we're going to beat Dallas is because Greg Ellis is going to have something to prove to them. And that's the only reason. Go Raiders. Pearls of wisdom, man. You heard it from the man right here. He knows it. We know it. It's funny uh, that the tone of the entire Raider Nation all across the country and the world is seeing, is the same. You know, we talk about Al Davis. We talk about his first-round draft picks. Anything after number one and number two are made by people who know what they're doing, obviously, because Al's not making those picks. Uh, You know, things won't change until Al steps down and we get a general manager or a new owner. Uh, That's a fact. Cable will be gone. We'll start off with another loser. Sanjay Lau. Sanjay Lau, the new coach of the Oakland Raiders. (laughs) That'd be a shame, too, because he ain't doing shit with the wide receivers. You know, I look for him to be gone, a whole new coaching staff. You know, the fossil will come in here. Some has been, some loser. You know, Dick Jerron from the Bills was just released. I could see him wearing silver and black for a season until we lose another season. You know, it's never going to end because no one with quality or quantity is going to come to Oakland until Al Davis is no longer in the picture. We all know it. We keep talking about it, but they ain't hearing us. But Al ain't hearing us. He better hear us because there's going to be a whole lot of rattling going down because the nation is connected. Let me tell you guys right now, this shit ain't over. And thanks for the call, Raider Maniac. You know, man, you are always welcome here at the Raider Nation podcast. We have my good friend, the guy that comes, the guy that lays it down and puts on some great videos, man. Raider Mike, my brother. Raider Greg, my brother, this is Raider Mike, driving home from the game, and uh, first of all, i got to say thank you to Randy for uh, the hospitality of um, letting me accompany you in your uh, seats that you have there in the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum whatever you want to call it. I call it the Mecca. But uh, those are some really good speaks, Andy. And um, boy, oh boy, was, that was a treat. And I really I want to thank you so much for for such a good time. And um, too bad that uh, Darius Hayward Bay proved to be a bust at the end of that game. I mean... Clearly, he needs to catch that football, so, I mean, what can you do? And I did have a feeling about that that game, Randy. Um, I mean, we got inside the 30-yard line driving for a game-winning touchdown, and 
you know. I mean, can't ask for much more better than that. Can't help the fact that there is Hayward Bay is trying to become the next uh, Jabuzzo. Anyway, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much for everything. And uh, Raider Greg, your seats are awesome, too. It was good to go up there and uh, chill with you up there and and uh, watch some football from uh, from your seats too. It was, it was it just was awesome, and it, and it just makes me really sad to see the Raiders not playing well. You know, it's you know it's really sad to see them um, lose games. You know, because there's diehard cool fans out there like uh, like Randy and Greg, and and of course the Crusader Raider and uh, Raider Dave coming all the way out from England. Boy, oh boy, that was really nice to see you. Wish I could have uh, seen you afterward, uh, but uh, the game ran pretty late, and I had to get home. Long drive home. Anyway, peace out, Raider Nation. And, uh, hey, as always, next year, right? <laughs> it's always good to have you in the house, brother. You know that. You know, Raider Mike is a passionate Raider fan. He loves it. He loves it. He loves it. And he hates it at the same time, like the rest of us, man. Raider Mike scraped together like Juan and a bunch of other Raider fans like me and Randy laying down the money to see this team do such shit. It's something else, man. It was great to see you. It's a shame that the Crusader Raider, Big Raider Dave, all the way from London, England, that's 6,500 miles to the rest of y'all. To see the Raiders lay a fucking egg at home against one of the worst teams in the NFL, what are you going to say, man? And Darius Hayward bust is exactly that, hands of stone. Great to see you there, man. It's always good to see you, Raider Mike. You are one funny and great producer. You guys check out his videos, man. I love them. They're great. (laughs) Thanks for calling, Raider Mike. It's always good, brother. We have Rada Mike from Gainesville, Florida. What you got to say, man? Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. I'm sorry I hadn't called in a while. I've just been sitting back uh, depressed about the Raiders' performances the last couple weeks. Or I should say the whole season, really. And I just had to call in and basically, you know, give my observation on what maybe we should do, and of course, everybody's probably in consensus with that Bruce Gradkowski needs to start. It's obvious that he gave the team the spark um, in that last, you know, couple minutes of the fourth quarter, and uh, Jamarcus just needs to sit just like uh, Tennessee sat uh, Vince Young for, you know, basically almost a year or plus, and then I guess the, the finally the light came on with him, and now he's starting to play well, so like Tennessee did with Kerry Collins, you know, um, when they benched him and decided to go back with the bench young. So um, as far as, like, the, the receivers we have, I, I just don't understand. I mean, um, some of it, I guess, today I could blame on Jamarcus because he was overthrowing a couple of receivers, but then some of them were just dropping balls, like, you know, DHB dropped the one that could have probably won the game for us possibly or put us in position to win. Um, and then the other one he should have had, and uh, Lewis Murphy again. Um, I don't know if it's because they're rookies or just dropping these balls. I think we need to definitely get another wide receiver coach because these guys are not being taught the proper technique how to catch these balls. So 
that needs to be done. So that wide receiver coach, Mr. Sanjay Lau, needs to go. I mean, he's got to teach these guys how to catch the ball, and that's something that you're supposed to be able to teach. Um, also, you know, there's a lot of drop balls by the backs, McFadden, Fargus, and Bush, too. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Champagne Walker, he's sitting on a bench, and definitely he's in Al Davis's doghouse. I think they still need to put him out there. I mean, hell, at least he might be able to catch some of these balls coming his way. So uh, I think they may want to look at that. But I don't know. I heard that he's asking for a trade, and he's pretty much his Raider career looks like it's over. We need to just go with uh, Michael Bush and Vargas for right now and just put McFadden in on spot situations because uh, right now he's not the type that's going to, you know, move the chains every down. And I don't know if he could take the – uh, the punishment of every down back as far as what I see. But uh, um, it's just depressing that, uh, you know, we had this game if we just executed. Um, some of the play calling was questionable, but a lot of it was execution. I mean, balls being dropped, passes being overthrown, um, you know, defense a couple times out of place not covering their receivers, you know, defensive backs and, you know, Chris Chambers was wide open a couple times, and Sam, um, but Dwayne Bowe was open. So they, you know, got to clean that stuff up too. But uh, the main thing, if we want to at least finish with a decent record of maybe seven and nine, or possibly eight and eight, we got to you know, at least put Gradkowski in there to give us a shot because this Jamarcus is just not getting it. So I guess we'll wait and see what happens next week with Cincinnati. Uh, sounds like Cable, according to the press conference, is going to lean towards uh, Greg Kowski. And, you know, another thing I listened to also on the radio post, George Atkinson made a good point, going back to receivers, that's my last point, that uh, you you can teach someone to catch the ball. You can't teach speed. You can't teach certain athletic abilities, but you can teach someone to catch. And that falls back, I believe, on the wide receiver coach. We need to get somebody in there to teach these guys how to catch the ball because obviously he's not teaching the proper techniques how to catch the ball. We should have kept James Lofton, really. Anyway, uh, Raider Nation for life. Peace. Come on, Raider Mike. You can't be dissing my, my man Sanjay Lau like that. Come on, man. <laughs> he's going to be our next coach. Come on. He's going to be the next interim coach of the Oakland Raiders. Can't you see it? I see it. That's some bullshit. And, you know, hands of stone, you can't teach hands of stone crap. James Jett. I go down the list of players that we've picked with all the speed in the world that could not get their hands of stone to catch the football. I don't know about the teaching the speed and teaching how to catch. I think that's some bullshit. I think either you got it or you don't got it. And Darius Hayward bust don't got it, regardless of Sanjay Lau. Thanks for the call, brother. We have the Virginia Raider. What's up, Raider Nation? It's the Virginia Raider. Man, our offense still sucks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's kind of a given, though. Um, our receivers can't catch the football. Jamarcus can't do jack shit because he's horrible. Um, Gradkowski, when he comes in, um, I mean, I have mixed emotions. I, I hate to see Jamarcus come out of the game in one aspect because, I mean, he's a number one overall pick. We've invested so much into him. Um, 
albeit he's horrible. So the other side um, of me is like, well, fuck it. He sucks. Let's put in somebody else that might give us a chance to drive down the field. Um, Greg Kasky comes in. He plays with emotion. Um, he's he's kind of fiery. Um, he he really has the guys, I think, pumped up a little bit. Um, but really, it, it didn't help anything. DHB, uh, he couldn't catch a cold um, in Alaska, and sh- butt naked. Johnny Lee, he missed a couple balls. Um, I think Chaz missed a couple balls. Although I am glad he's back. Um, I was thinking maybe he would spark our offense a little bit with a reliable pair of hands out there. But that wasn't the case yesterday, but he needs to get readjusted to the game being out so long. Um, That was a hell of a four-week injury. At least we're playing consistent, um, although we're playing pretty fucking horrible. Lose to the Chiefs. That's pretty bad. We shouldn't be losing to the Chiefs, not at all, even if Russell is our quarterback. We were one or two catches from Hayward Bay yesterday from winning. 70-some yard catch, we'd be on the five-yard line, first and 10, or, well, first and goal. The one at the end where he batted the ball up into the air, where he jumped up for whatever reason when all he had to do was just put his fucking arms up, and that's stupid. But anyway, uh, at least we're playing consistent, even if it is horrible. At least we'll have something to look forward to. For a little while up until draft day and then Al will fuck everything up with taking uh, whoever the best water boy from Alabama State is. So that's what we've got to look forward to. But we've got about half a season left and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully we can win a couple more games and not have the number one overall pick because we don't have the money to sign Morrison, sign Seymour sign a couple of these other key guys and a number one overall pick. So, who knows? I guess we'll just have to see, guys. That's all I got this week. Peace. First off, thanks for the call, brother. Second off, the reason Darius Hayward Bay jumps up for that ball is he needs to catch the ball with his chest. He is a chest catcher. These guys never change. There's no improvement in this guy. He's going to always catch the ball with his chest because he's afraid of exposing his rib cage to the hit that he's going to take. He is not a wide receiver. He is a pussy. He's never going to get any better. And, you know, I hope we win a couple games this year, too. Don't hold your breath. We just have to look for the good things like the first downs and perhaps the touchdowns or, you know, Leckler's kicks. Just look for the best in the team. As far as the draft goes, we are going to get a top five draft pick. That I can guarantee you. Whether Morrison or Seymour, or any of the other guys' contracts that are coming up want to even stay here. Just depends on whether we get a new general manager because that's the only way I would stay on this team because that's what's happening. We don't have any leadership at the top. I'm going to talk to the guy. I'm turning blue already. (laughs) You know what the deal is here, brother, and so does the rest of us. We just got to hang in there, Red Nation, because that's what it is. It's all about us now. The team's going to have to come back because the general manager's going to have to make it happen, not Al Davis. We have the Las Vegas Raider on the line with all the wisdom, man. This is a guy bringing it like we all bring it. It's funny I should say what I say about the general manager and stuff because we all know 
what it's going to take to bring the Raiders around, and it's not the players. Listen to the wisdom. What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? This is the Las Vegas Raider calling in. That I call after that debacle I watched last night or yesterday. One thing came to mind. Bed and breakfast, baby. This team is going to be worse. You know, we've got to realize as Raider fans, things aren't going to change. If we change quarterbacks, you know, we've had Brooks, Collins, Walter, Culpepper, Tui, McCown. Same old story. Same lousy team. You know, changing coaches year after year, changing quarterback. It never changes anything. You know, we've seen this for seven years now. You know, all you Raider fans out there calling, oh, Jamarcus, this. You know, look at the coaches, man. Look at the coaches we have coaching this team. You know, <laughs> Sante Lau is our wide receiver coach, and you're wondering why our receivers can't catch. Tom Coldcock Cable is the head coach calling plays. This guy's not an offensive coordinator or a play caller, man. He's an O-line coach. Come on. Until Lau Davis get some people in that front office that can manage, bring in good players, bring in real coaches, not copy boys and promote them up to assistants and, and, and position coaches, things are going to stay the same no matter who's quarterbacking. You've seen Greg Kowski came in with the same results. He scrambled around a little bit, but whoop de damn do. Same thing, drop passes, penalties, interceptions, same, 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 you know. It's undisciplined football. We've watched it for seven years. We'll watch it for seven more until things change in the front office. You know, shit starts up at the top. You know, so stop the crying over the players and start looking at the real problem, and that is Al Davis and his non-existing front office. All right, enough of my ranting and raving. Well, see you guys in the draft, first-round draft choice. Look for the fastest corner in the draft. He's our guy. This is Las Vegas Raider. I'm out. Great call, my brother. You're echoing the entire Raider Nation attitude. I wish that Al Davis would listen to this show one time. This time. Uh, Maybe he'd get it. Who knows? Thanks for the call, brother. We have the Double X Raider in the house. Laying down some wisdom, as I know he can. Hey, what's going on, Raider Randy, Raider Greg, and the Raider Nation? This is the Double X Raider calling from the 912. Hey, once again, uh, you know, we had the same outcome on Sunday. You know, for about, I would say, five minutes, I there was some hope. There was, uh, there was a chance. And then, you know, we faded to black. <laughs> We didn't fade the silver and black, but we faded the black. Um, I think Cable finally got the balls to do what he should have done, like week two, maybe week three, and that's to pull Jamarcus Russell's fat ass off the field. Now, hopefully, this time he will sit his big ass until he can prove that he's worthy of all the money that Al Davis is wasting on his ass, and uh, he's ready to play. I mean, really ready to play. I think his big ass should sit down the rest of the year, if not if not forever. But um, I really hope Cable sits his ass down. You know, you know, it's job security because you know Cable ass is on the line. I mean, you know, this is obviously not going to help his case because you know Al Davis thinks the world is Marcus Russell. But 
um, hopefully he's listening. You know, I was listening to uh, uh, what the, what's the guy's name, uh, George Atkinson, and uh, some other uh, other Raider great that was on the uh, KFSO uh, app pre post game show, and and those guys were actually surprisingly they were actually speaking the truth as far as how Jamarcus Russell has regressed, and you know that he Cable really needs to sit him down until he earns his starting spot again. You know, I thought that was a really, uh, it took me back for a minute because, you know, a lot of times the Raider greats and the old guys that Al keeps in-house and keeps around, you know, they kind of, you know, they always pro whatever Al says. You know, if Al says, saying tastes like cake, man, they say saying tastes like cake. You know, they're not eating it, but they say it tastes like cake. And for them to actually kind of agree with the situation being, being as it is, I thought that was uh, kind of surprising. And they were doing it on the local radio at Chicken and Biscuits or whatever that bar is in in, uh, in California there. You know, hopefully when I when I do venture out to the West Coast, you know, I'll stop by there and I'll stop by Ricky's and all those other good places that uh, the Raider the Raider faithful hang out at, and I check it out. But I really thought that was uh, you know um, pretty cool. And they even had uh, uh, you know the heart the heart of the offense, Justin Fargus, come in. You know, for about five minutes because he was late. But um, you know, of course, he didn't say anything. You know, negative. He said he's going to stand behind his quarterback because that's his quarterback. And you know, he was being politically correct. But um, I think in his heart, he knows that at least right now. You know, I don't think it's going to ever be. But at least right now, Jamarcus Russell is not the guy. And once again, he says he thought things were going pretty good. He must be a damn loser because uh, if you know, if you if you're losing constantly and you think it's okay, then you know what. You don't need to be playing, at least playing for me. If you work for me, you don't need to be working for me, you know. And uh, and I can't see him being the leader when he thinks it's okay. He should be pissed on anything if it's not working. It's not working. And say so, you know. Because even Kansas City called him out. And they said, yeah, Jamarcus Russell. He only reads half the field anyway, so he's pretty easy to to uh, pick apart. You know, that's pretty that's pretty sad. You know, the guy can't read the defenses anyway. We already knew that, but you know, once again, he's just being called out by his by his peers, and uh, how how simple he is to dissect. There is a future for us, man. Everybody hang in there, man. This is the Double X Raider. Peace. That is true, man. KSFO here in the Bay Area did rip on Russell. Uh, and I'm surprised at Aristotle Atkinson. I call him that as a joke, of course, because, you know, you have to win. You have to score points to win football games. Wisdom like that comes out of that guy all the time. <laughs> I didn't get it. But they were ripping on him, and those are all Al's lapdogs, like you said, man. They usually just toe the line. And the chicken and pancakes place, I'm going to make it there someday. I haven't made it there because it's usually game time. Post game, they have that there. And, and I, you know, to get there from where we are is a tough road. Um, and you know what? When your peers on opposite teams talk about you only reading half the field, that's only half the problem. Marcus can't read a defense. He can't call a play. He can't throw a ball. He can't lumber his way. He can't run for a first down. He just isn't the guy. I never see him being the guy. He is no Vince Young coming back next year. The guy is a busto, and that's just the way it is, Uh Thanks for the call, brother. And uh, we'll just see what happens. You know, go Raiders. We have a good friend of the show on the line right now. That would be Raider Jake out in Iowa. Lay some wisdom on us, man. What's up, Raider Nations? Raider Jake out in Iowa. 
Well, guys, I got to tell you, I've hit a low point right now. We just lost to one of the worst teams in the NFL, in the Kansas City Chiefs. We look like crap offensively, except for the run game. I want to give props to Michael Bullish. This kid's looking real good. In fact, I think he might be giving McFadden a run for starter. Who knows how that's going to end up. But, well, Hayward Bay. <laughs> I got to tell you, I really, I didn't like the pick when it happened, but I got to tell you, Michael Crabtree's looking pretty freaking good right now. We said he was going to be a prima donna, but he's kept his mouth shut and he's producing. And he missed all of training camp. That's what I don't understand. I don't know if it's our world-renowned receivers coach, Sanjay Law, or just Hayward Bay himself. He can't really do anything. I don't know. We had eight drops yesterday, and that's terrible. We can't win a game like that. Uh, I, was, I was checking out um, RaiderB.com, great website for all you guys out there. Check it out if you haven't. They said um, there's going to be a news conference in Alameda at 2 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to talk about the future of quarterbacks, so maybe Cable grew a pair of balls and finally decided to pull Russell. We can only hope. When Gradkowski came in that game, yeah, he did throw a couple of picks, but the offense, it showed some spark. It started moving the ball. And if Hayward Bay hadn't dropped that last pass, we had a real shot at winning the game. So all I'm saying is, Tom, put in Bruce Gradkowski so we can get something started offensively. And I don't know, Tim Tebow, if you're out there listening, if you're a fan of the Raider Nation podcast, please feel free to come to Oakland anytime you want. I mean, we really need your help. All right, guys. This is Raider Jake out in Iowa. I'm out. Well, we do have a new quarterback, but we do still have hands of stone out on the field. <laughs> That's for sure. And as far as the team goes, man, Tim Tebow, he ain't the answer either. We need a GM. We can't draft anymore. We're not going to have enough money to pay Tebow. I, you know, and we're not going to get him because he's not the fastest man in the draft. Unless he is the fastest man in the draft. And even then, I just don't think Tebow is a good quarterback. He's just not a good passing quarterback. He can run. He's good for, you know, this wildcat. But he ain't good for... Our team, Al won't like him because he can't throw the ball down the field. And, uh, well, that's that. Uh, we need to get Al Davis out of the office and Herrera and Taylor along with him. And until that happens, man, we're stuck where we are. Thanks for the call, brother. We have one of my favorite callers, of course, <laughs> who inserts things like 10-inch black dildos. I love this guy. From the UK, the surface Raider. Hey, Raider Greg, Randy, Raider Nation. Another fucking game we should have fucking won. Uh, and all thanks to the Al Davis super fast shitty receiving call he can't catch. Um, I'm convinced that Bruce Gregkowski was going to win that game. He was driving down, he was putting the balls in the right place. And these guys have got to fucking hold on to it. And until we saw our drafting and get a proper general manager and stop Al long screwdriving everything is just going to fucking continue. And you can feel the frustration coming off Tom Flores and Greg Pepper in the commentary box. And like I say, unless we change things, this is how I think it's going to sound next year for Tom and Greg. Less than a minute to go, Raiders down by less than a score, in a threatening position, driving towards the end zone and having gained some momentum. Raiders come to the line, Taylor Bay to the left, Lewis Murphy to the right, and in the slot, Tom, is that Big Bird from Sesame Street? 
Yes, Greg, it is. In common with many serious observers of the game, I was surprised when the Oakland Raiders drafted Big Bird from Sesame Street with the third overall pick of the 2010 draft. Apparently, Al was at the Combine and saw him on a screen doing a comedy speeded up running for a bus routine, timed him at 4-1 over the 40, and they've drafted the fucker. Despite catching no balls in training camp and no balls in games, he's pushing Hayward Bay for a starting spot because he also has a run at Lewis fucking Murphy at a critical fucking moment and cost us another game, and he runs a slightly crisper route. Raiders stat the ball, fall back, and what you can do here is you just delete the one you don't need. Jamarcus Russell, Bruce Gradkowski, lasers the ball to a cornerback, Hayward Bay, Murphy, who catches it, and that was just for the fucking cornerbacks, drops it, looks at his hands and then the ref, or deflects it to a safety for a turnover. The Raiders' offense leave the field. The opposition, and here you can insert the name of your opposition, Chargers, Chiefs, St. Dunstan School for the fucking blind, take to the field, take three nils, and once again we lose another game we should have fucking won. I'm pissed off with it. Everybody else must be pissed off with it. For fuck's sake. This Oakland Raiders sportscast was brought to you by the letters W, T and F, and the number zero, which is the number of games we're likely to win if Al keeps fucking drafting players. So surface Raider, go Raiders, I'm out. Well, man, you know what? I love your calls, brother. I love you calling in because you tell it like it is. And you can tell by everyone else that we all feel the same way. The long screwdriver of Al Davis is not getting it done. The draft choices are weak. They're poor. They're overpaid losers. And until we get someone in there who knows what the hell they're doing in the year 2009, then we're just going to be where we are. And that game that you called is going to be the same game that we're going to see the rest of the season. And the WTF, well, Padna, that says it all. Thanks for the call, man. Our next caller, man, is a cool dude, a smooth talker, and a great guy, man. Raider Andrew from Scotland. This guy <laughs> lays it down good. He's a funny guy, a good fan. And he also traveled all the way from Scotland to see this garbage called the Kansas City Chief game at Oakland. I'm sorry it turned out that way, brother, but lay us your wisdom, man. He's got something to say, just like the rest of us. Hi, Raider Nation. This is Raider Andrew from uh, cold and miserable Scotland. Uh, I've just got back from uh, the Chiefs game. Uh, what was that all about? Uh, I mean, I should really, I don't know if you've got a trade description act or something in the States, but I mean, I bought a ticket for a football game. And as far as I, I thought, I should see an offense. Instead, what did I see? A fat quarterback who can barely hit a receiver and receivers who can hardly hold on to a ball. I mean, what's that all about? I mean, we had three first-round draft picks, our last three first-round draft picks uh, on the field on the offence, and they contributed nothing. I mean, it's just, I mean, what happened to the commitment to excellence? It's more like commitment to mediocrity. Um, I mean, we've just got a culture of defeat and, def and excuses. Uh, I mean, I don't blame the players. It starts at the top, and, I, I, and the coaches. It's, uh, it's got to start there. Uh, I mean, these guys, they, they've got to be shown and led, and uh, Showing what it means to win, uh, and 
we need a strong coach who can do that. And if the guys can't respond to that, then that's the time to blame them and get them out of there. I mean, we, just, we can't go on. I mean, uh, I, uh, I've been going for, what, the last three seasons, and uh, we're getting worse. <laughs> I can't believe the la- <laughs> it just got worse as we've gone along. And, uh, you know, it's just really disappointing. I mean, I, I've got a really good quote from uh, a soccer manager, an old soccer manager in the UK, uh, uh, Bill Shankly, which I think is relevant to football. And he says, at a football club, there's a holy trinity, the players, the manager and the supporters. Directors don't come into it. They're only there to sign the checks. I mean, what? I mean, there was 40,000 people at the Chiefs game there, and I believe they were there to support the team. They're not there to boo and get on the team's back. They're there to support the team. But we need something back. We need something back from the players. We need effort. We need commitment. Uh, I mean, and we just didn't see that. And it's just really disappointing. I mean, I mean, if if the team could perform to half the capability of the Raider Nation, we wouldn't have any problems. I mean, it's just it's just really disappointing. Uh, and when everyone knows at that ground that Cable's not the guy, he ain't going to lead us forward. And the sooner we get rid of him, the better. Um, but as regards the, uh, the Raider Nation, obviously I was over uh, tailgating with Greg, Randy, meeting guys like uh, Crusader Raider. You know, great fun. Uh, you know, as I said, if if the team could just perform half as well as the Raider Nation, we would have no problems. Uh, and anyone in the UK who's listening to this and they're thinking about going over for a, a Raiders game, get over there, go to the tailgate, have a good time. You know, it'll really, um, you know, you can't beat it. Uh, but anyway, that's about it for me. Uh, I'm just going to start working, <laughs> try to earn some money to come back over next year. Uh, but keep believing, Raider Nation. It will get better. Cheers. Well, Raider Andrew, you laid it on the line, man. If the team could play half as well as the Raider Nation lays it down for them, we'd have no problems. Just right. And that's the truth. And uh, first of all, maybe thank you for coming all the way over. Thanks for being part of our tailgate. It was fun to see and talk to you, man. Really fun. Uh, great to have all our f- brothers and sisters from all across the world, all across the world that come to see the Raiders. Can you believe it, man? Working his ass off to get up here to come and see a game, and the Raiders lay a big, fat fucking egg. I'm sorry, brother. If I had anything to do with it, you'd get a victory when you came over, along with Keith and Dave and everyone else, Raider Wild from Australia. People who travel for the Raiders deserve more than this garbage that you call that we call the Raiders at this point. Uh, you're right on on all the facts because you can hear the rest of the Raider Nation feels the same way, brother. Thanks for the props, too, man. We'll see you next year, I'm sure. We have Lou Dog of the Raider Nation. Man, he's going to lay the wisdom down on us just like everybody else, man. Let's hear it, Lou. Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog. It's been a minute, but I just called to uh, give an insight on the rest of the season. Not looking good, guys. The one team we were supposed to beat again, the Kansas City Chiefs, we were not able to beat for the seventh straight time at home. Unbelievable. 13 losing games a streak against the Chargers and seven uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's just pathetic. As far as the game goes, I did not watch it. I didn't want to fuck up my Sunday by watching these clowns play. Even though I did watch the highlights and there were a couple good things about it. The run game, obviously, that's our strength. And 
the past game, where again we fucking sucked. Well, actually, Jamarcus Russell sucks, and that punk ass Darius Hayward Bay couldn't catch a cold if he wanted to. That fucking idiot. Doesn't matter what quarterback was in there, Russell or Gurkowski, he still can't catch a ball. And that pick, again, will bite us in the ass in about two years. So once again, thank you, Al Davis, and your talent scouts for fucking up another draft pick. Anyways, Raider Nation, uh, I always try to stay positive. I don't even get pissed off at the games anymore. I'm just waiting for the season to be over and rebuild rebuild next year. I mean, now Cable obviously sat Jay Busto this week against the Bengals and is going to play Gratkowski, so we'll see what happens. And this is why they should have fucking kept Garcia, damn it. Garcia would have fucking won some games for us. I know he would have. Anyways, uh, Raider Nation, I don't think we'll win any more games for the rest of the season, but we'll see what happens. Stay alive and stay proud, Raider Nation. I'm out. Well, the one thing I can say for sure is the Garcia comment is definitely something that everybody's been thinking. Uh, and I'm glad you brought it up because it's something I brought up too. The reason we don't have him, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, it'd be nice to have him, wouldn't it? I thought maybe they'd keep him. I thought maybe they'd keep him for just such an occasion. And now look at us. Well, you know what? The hands of stone are still there. Uh, that would be Darius Hayward bust. And until they get somebody that can catch the ball, someone who can block for the quarterback. I mean, we got so many issues that there ain't enough tissues to deal with it. Uh, but like you said, man, Raider Nation, stay loud, stay long, and stay proud because uh, we're doing our job. That's a fact. You can tell every time you go to a game. The Raider Nation is hanging. Uh, and they got to get it together in the office because that's where it starts, partner. Thanks for the call. And the last caller has a has a great comment. I want you guys to pay very close attention to what he has to say. It is full of wisdom and bravado, and it kind of echoes what we've all said on the bone line today. What you got to say, Uptown Raider? Yo, Jamarcus. This is Uptown Raider telling you to sit your fat ass down, bitch. Exactly. Sit your fat ass down, bitch. He is, and we're glad. But that's not where it ends. That's not going to change a whole lot. But it's a good beginning, anyway, to hopefully some big change coming down in Oakland over the next six months. If I don't get a, a GM, if he don't handle that front office, if he don't get some people in there to figure this draft out, we're going down again next season. Let me tell you, man, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is the year of change right here. He hears it, he sees it, and the Raider Nation ain't fucking around. We're going to be doing it. There's going to be billboards on the freeway. There's going to be articles in the newspaper about the fans being pissed. It's not over, man. The Raider Nation will not be silent unless like me. I won't be silent either. Tune in to the Raider Nation podcast for the reality check here in Oakland, of course. I am Raider Craig, and I am out. <laughs>